I'd like to welcome you back for another inspirational episode of Strength for the Day. In the last episode, we talked about lessons from the lives of those I've served, and I shared with you the story about Ray. And we've been sharing about the five markers that lend themselves to one's spiritual experience. And we spoke about how Ray's life incorporated the markers of meaning and value. But today, we're going to be sharing the story about Bob. Bob's life lends itself to the markers of connecting as well as becoming. Here's Bob's story. After one hospitalization after another, Bob and his family made the decision to forego any further aggressive treatment and pursue comfort measures. This decision provided everyone involved a great sense of relief in knowing that the care that Bob now needed would be in-house with no further debilitating trips to the doctor or the hospital. Upon admission, Bob had initially refused spiritual care, saying that he was not religious and couldn't imagine what he would talk to a chaplain about or even reveal to a chaplain about himself. Yet, after some encouragement from his family, he consented consented knowing that the chaplain, like he, was a golfer, and at least he could talk about something he loved so much, even though he could no longer swing a club, let alone maneuver his way around a golf course. I had the honor of serving as Bob's chaplain for just over a year. Our conversations consisted of, for the longest time, his concern for his wife's well-being, his investments, and of course his love for golf. And I never pushed him to talk religion, knowing that for the time being he needed the camaraderie and friendship, which I knew at one point would become the bridge over which I would cross into the world of his own. He had come to realize through the course of our consults that spirituality was much broader than religion and encompassed the very things that had comprised our conversations each time we met. And he would conclude after each consult, I just feel so much better result of you coming, Michael. And at one point he told me, Chaplain Michael, I think you're my best friend. Countless conversations seasoned with some good putting competitions in his living room, sometimes leaning on one cane or seated on a walker, one day elicited a surprise statement from Bob that surely had been brewing in him for some time, and now he felt he could entrust to me. That statement? So, I'm a Baptist. It was that statement that opened the door to Bob's fears, his failures, his concern, and his deep love for his wife, who, since he came on hospice, had now been admitted to hospice as well. It was in our consults from there on out, with golf as our backdrop, that Bob felt the need to write himself with the faith of his youth, as well as the God of John 3.16. I had asked Bob one day if he had a favorite verse in the Bible, and without a pause, he began to passionately recite the passes after which he said he memorized it as a kid and had never forgotten it. Before each consult concluded, I would ask Bob if he would care to recite his favorite verse, and as he would, I would notice from one visit to the next how much meaningful John 3.16 seemed to appear to him on account of his inflection and the pathos that he put forth into every word of it. I had come to discover that Bob truly felt that he had become once again that one for whom God had sent his son to die. Our last consult before Bob became non-responsive 
was met with a request that I accompany him to a little community golf course in the complex in which he lived. He longed to show me that place that had brought him so much joy and to share that joy with me. And as we eventually found a shady area looking down the 65-yard fairway to the first hole, I proposed to Bob that golf is a lot like our spiritual lives. As he leaned in, I reminded him of the important basics of golf. Keep your head down, keep your knees bent, and keep your arms fully extended. <laughs> Looking at me now quizzically, I reminded him of the spiritual discoveries that have been unearthed in his life during those times in his living room as, keeping, as a result of keeping his head down in humility, his knees bent in prayer, and his arms fully extended in praise and thanksgiving. I commended him for his spirituality and the steps that he had taken as he consented to make a connection and how that connection had made its way right down the middle of the fairway of his life, one for whom Jesus had died. Bob died with a golf ball in his hand. His daughter said, it was the one I had given to him early in our time together from a local course he at one time loved to play, but could no longer. My feeling is that the golf ball represented so much more, and I think it's not a stretch to say, so did Bob. I want to thank you for joining me once again for another inspirational episode of Strength for the Day. I'll see you next time. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.